You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast. We got the gang back together. Corey, Daniel, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Corey has been gone on a very important mission. Important mission. I'll let you break the news, Corey. Uh, Me and the wifey had a baby. Baby, The baby's here. We had a baby. Brooks Charles Wilkerson's here. Brooks Charles Wilkerson. Welcome to the huddle, son. Welcome to the huddle. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Corey has a new job, and a bunch of people around the NFL are losing their jobs. First one. Ah, do you see what I did there? <laughs> first one. Not the first one, but the most impactful to us here in our Indianapolis studio is Matt Ryan has been benched by the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. What do we think, boys? Is this a rebuild, or is this a, a, an opportunity to try something new. What do you think? Well, first of all, when you sent the screenshot the other day, I was like, oh, Tony just got duped. But then I immediately went to Twitter <laughs> and figured out that he wasn't duped. It was absolutely real. Not fake um, news. Yeah, I think the word is that Ursay did it. So that's interesting. Um, but I think it's a... We need to see what we have in Sam Ellinger. I think he brings things to the offense that Foles and Ryan cannot. He's mobile. Uh, I know that, that like that game versus Jacksonville, like they were, they just had their ears pinned back and they were getting after us because they knew. I mean, there's just no. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, Matt Ryan can't just create something out of nothing. Like Ellinger's going to bring that to bring that to the offense, um, and. You know, it's going to open up the playbook, too. It's going to give them, you know, they can run read options now. They can do RPOs. You know, there's just so much more that they can do now. Even if Ellinger's not as good of a quarterback as a Matt Ryan, just what they can do offensively is going to make them just so much more dynamic. It's going to make it harder for teams to game plan for them. It's going to make it harder for teams to pin their ears back. Um, so that's that's, like, the upside of it. The downside is... At this point, if Ellinger isn't the guy, which I think there's a good chance he isn't, but I, you know, I'm optimistic. I think there's a chance he is. Um, but by saying he's a starter for the rest of the season, as long as he's healthy, um, and let's say he stinks, then you're immediately putting yourself in the running to draft a quarterback that can do the things you're hoping Ellinger can do. You know, like a CJ Stroud or whoever, the other guy, the guy out of Tennessee, guys who are mobile. I mean, that's what the NFL is now. It's it's mobility. It's Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Herbert's mobile. Everybody's mobile. All these new guys, they're mobile. And they're not all these, you know, we think, when we think of great quarterbacks, we think of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, these guys who just sit in the pocket and slice a defense up and chop them. That's not the NFL anymore. The NFL now is playmakers. You know, it's more of like a West Coast. They're just bringing guys, you know, across the field on slants and crossing routes and they're just getting into open space. You don't need a slice and dice, pick them apart quarterback anymore. You need somebody who's mobile. You need a playmaker. And I think 
in the Colts' eyes, that's Ellinger's the best option at this point. And in the you know a best case scenario, with just having him back there and the way the defenses are gonna, are going to prepare, I think it helps your O line and I think it helps your running game, which in turn I think helps your pass game and everything else. So we'll see how it pans out, but I think it's the right move at this point. I mean, you know, I think if Matt Ryan had a clean pocket and he was able to take the time and make great decisions, I think the Colts would be in a much different spot, but with the way defenses are just pinning their ears back right now, like they're just out of options. Like this, it's a last ditch effort. We're, you know, best case scenario in the playoffs, worst case scenario, you get a top 10 pick. And I think that's where the Colts are. What's the status of that pick? Uh, just now crossed my mind. What's the status of the Colts 2023 first round pick? Let's take a look. I think they we still it. got it. Yeah. Yeah, they have it. And Daniel, I'll I'll find the exact I'll confirm, but what are your thoughts real quick? Uh that was well said. I honestly cannot think of anything else to say. I was gonna say that um you know, if you're looking at the season pretty much being lost anyway, you gotta see if Ellinger's the guy. You know, they drafted Ellinger, so they like him. Um he wasn't highly drafted, but I mean, if you're preparing like Corey said to have a high draft pick anyway, you got to see what you have. Um, so I, I think also that the, he he does bring an element to the offense that they have not had all year because he is mobile. If anybody watches game film, he runs. And I, I don't think it's a downgrade for, for the options. You know, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell, uh, maybe for, for Paris Campbell, <laughs> because all Matt Ryan did was drop back and find the guy three yards down the field. But um, I, I think it's I think it's an upgrade just because the coach can get more creative. That's exactly so, what. Yeah, we that need. was well said. That's exactly what we need, Daniel. We need for Frank Reich to have an excuse to get more creative. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. No, because okay, no. that's what you just <laughs> said. Him, well, think think about creative. doesn't just, work out. Think about like Cooper Rush playing for the Cowboys. Like they had to take it back to basics a little bit. They had to run the ball. You know, Zeke's kind of showed up this year. You know, with Sam Ellinger, you're not going to be asking him to do too much, but he's going to be able to make some plays that Matt Ryan couldn't at the same time. So, I, I, it, I think it's going to help us. I, I think it's going to work. I we'll agree. See, we'll see what happens. Maybe that's just me probably being a homer, but I don't know that I'm going to say that I think it's going to work because I don't think we know enough to say whether or not we think it'll work. But, I don't think we do either. But what I will say is, from what we've seen with Matt Ryan the Air Force pilot, the astronaut, the surgeon. You kind of touched on it. The, the offensive line didn't give him an opportunity really to do a whole lot. I think he forced some stuff. We've seen this out of the last, I don't know, three. So Rivers, I think, doesn't get enough credit for what he did in Indianapolis. But Wentz, even Luck, um, and Jacoby to some extent, they all kind of took the team on their back, and they kind of tried willing plays. They tried making things happen when there wasn't anything there. There was nothing there. And as a result, I think now I remember week one. So I'm going to talk about these turnovers, but I want to, I want to start by saying, I remember week one, I think there were two or four turnovers that were pinned on Matt Ryan, a couple of interceptions and a couple of fumbles that were botched by the center. Um, I think some of this isn't his fault, but he leads the league in turnovers. It's a trend. It's a it is a trend. I think it is time to make a decision. I do like that there's going to be a layer. Listen, Matt Ryan did great things with his legs. I was shocked at how mobile he was. We're not using the, I'm not going to use the word mobile. I shouldn't because he wasn't mobile. 
but he escaped some pressure. He, he tried to buy himself some time. He made a couple of runs last week that I was kind of impressed with. I mean, it, they weren't huge, but it was like six-yard run uh, where he just tucked the ball and, and ran. He had nowhere else to go. I feel like Ellinger is going to be able to use that skill set as another weapon, whereas Matt Ryan used it as um, the escape route I mean, or the uh, parachute. You know, that was the, there's nothing else. Pull the cord. Let's go. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I'm worried about the defense, and I'm worried that this is this is p- potentially really bad for what what should have been a Super Bowl roster. Uh, the defense hasn't showed up, and if that continues, well, why is it? Why are you saying the defense hasn't shown up? Uh, the, they gave up. They only gave up twelve points this week. But we're, the tur- we're not getting the turn. We've talked about this before. The turnovers aren't happening. Um, there's something different sure. about this defense than there was than there was the previous year. Maybe it's Leonard. Maybe it's Leonard. I I disagree on that. I mean, the, the the most amount of points they've allowed this year was in the win against the Jags, which is 27. So the defense is holding them, and they may not be getting the turnovers, but if we weren't turning the ball over, all these games we would have won. I mean, except for the game where we got shut out. That's a good point. I, if, we're, if we don't turn the ball over, I mean, that's just a simple, you know, the simplest form is if we're not turning the ball over, our defense is keeping keeping the points off the field for the other teams. So, okay, I, I, here's my thing: all the, for Matt Ryan, these defenses that we're playing, all they're prepping for is a run up the middle, maybe a play action and a pass. That's all they have to prep for against Matt Ryan. But with Sam Ellinger, you've got to prep for the you know you got to be playing for him escaping out of the pocket. You might have to have a spy on the field. The, there's just so much more. You got to plan for the read, read options, everything. There's, it, I think it's going to be really hard for these defenses to just pin their ears back against Sam Ellinger. I, it's, I think it's going to be a way better. Well, I, you're right. You're right. We'll see what the when the turnovers, if they can stop the bleeding, maybe that changes things. Frank Reich, we have to talk about him while we're here. Uh, this is, I believe, this is his last. You know, this is the last hurrah. Uh, how long does Frank Reich have if this doesn't work, if the play calling doesn't improve, if the players don't execute, uh, and if I believe they've shown up not ready to play? If this continues and they're losing these games, how much longer is Frank Reich the coach of the Indianapolis Colts? If the Colts don't make the playoffs, he's gone. You think he's going to last all the way until then? I do. I do. I don't, I mean, you, you're already at this point where you got Sam Ellinger. I mean, I guess there's a chance they could cut him early, but if you're already kind of throwing the, you know, if the Sam Ellinger thing doesn't go well and the season's already in the dumps, I don't see any reason to, I mean, I guess you can just so people know what's coming, but. I think right. this is a good good move to protect Frank Reich's job too, because if Matt Ryan was the quarterback and they lose two out of the next three games, Frank Reich gets fired midseason. But. Since they switched, you have that kind of variable in there. And I know it was Ursay. Ursay did it, so I, I could be completely wrong. But I feel like if you've got a coach with sort of a, not a rebuilding effort at quarterback, but more of like a project, like we'll see if he keeps getting better and better. Um, I, I think that bought Frank Reich some time. Fair enough. Do you think it bought him? Do you think that it, with improvement that they can lose the division and Frank can keep his job? No, because they won't make the playoffs at that point. Okay. And Ursay's done. So He's done okay. not making the playoffs. Fair enough. I, I think I agree with that. The Colts don't make the playoffs. I agree with Daniel's assessment. They don't make the playoffs. Frank's done. Uh, this, yeah. this buys him a couple of weeks. 
a uh, couple of weeks. Okay. So there we go. Let's move on from the Colts. That's our annual, semi-annual. How many times a year do we do this podcast? Because that's how many times we bring up the Colts. Anyway. Yeah, weekly, weekly so segment. Weekly, weekly Colts segment. Weekly Colts segment. We just have like a Colts drop. We're going to have a Colts drop <laughs> moving forward. Uh, Daniel, you wanted to talk about Nathaniel Hackett. Why don't you take that over? It's been mostly Corey and I. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Denver head coach, uh, for those of you who don't know. And uh, they're playing in London this week, and they're playing the – uh, soon to be London Jaguars, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they've looked absolutely awful. Denver, they're averaging 14 points a game. And this was supposed to be a, not only a playoff team, but a championship team. Um, heck we even did the, the preseason segment of, you know, dark horse Super Bowl pick. And I, I chose the Broncos. Um, and boy, was I wrong. It's the complete opposite. I mean, I'd be shocked if they made the playoffs at this point, the way they're going, but Russell Wilson, we don't know if he's going to play or not. He's, he's kind of hurt, but I honestly think that if they lose this game to Jacksonville, then Nathaniel Hackett will be fired. If they don't do that, then he's going to be fired the next week because they'll probably lose that matchup. But Brett Rippon was the quarterback last week. He didn't help things. They were still pretty terrible, and it's kind of coming down to Nathaniel Hackett um, having the magnifying glass on him because of the creativity, like we mentioned with Frank Reich, and um, he's just he's he's not getting it done. He, they, I believe they brought him over to Denver initially to try and get Aaron Rodgers lured, because that was what the big big rumor was: is oh Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver, um, and look who they just signed. Nathaniel Hackett was his old OC. And, oh, look how convenient this would be. When that didn't happen, I think all the plans kind of fell through and Russell Wilson was an afterthought. They figured, hey, we'll just make this still work. And then this has just been a horrible experiment. And it's made Russ and Nathaniel Hackett look terrible. So I think he's week to week. He's he's got a shot collar around his neck. I feel like Russ, unfortunately, has made Nathaniel Hackett look terrible. I don't even know. I agree. I don't think it's even Hackett's fault. It may not be. I don't think it is at all. Because he, he, he'll suffer. He will suffer. He'll he'll be the first to go, I think. Um, you can't bring in a guy like Russell Wilson and, and pay everything that you paid to get him. And then did he get a new contract? I think he got a new contract with them, too. Yep. Um, yep. And I know the Waldens have deep pockets. Russ is not going to be able to survive on this contract for very long. But I think he can outlive Hackett. I agree with that. But Jesus, sure. this team has looked horrible. They just absolutely have. Um Corey, you, you talked about the Colts defense. Do you happen to have the Broncos defense pulled up in front of you? No, I don't. I believe. They look solid. They've been really solid. Um, Colts and the Broncos, to me, have been very similar. Yeah. S- solid defenses. Uh, the Broncos defense might be, you know, just a tad tad higher as far as, like, an elite-level status. The Broncos, um, just looking real quick, they haven't let, they've only let one team score more than 20 points all year. I mean, that's, that's great, um, especially in that division. Are you kidding me? How many division games have they played? One, two, two. Still, I mean, we're talking about two games that have the high, high-powered high you know, scoring capabilities of the AFC West. So two out of the seven so far, I mean, that's, that's a big percentage of that already. Yeah. Um, it's hard to fire. It's Hackett's first year. It's hard to fire a coach midway through his first year. But with the weapons that the, that this team has, it's hard to see a way out. If 
if in fact they continue this trend and they're the bottom of this division, despite a terrible Las Vegas team being with them, uh, which again we could we didn't even think about. Um, I almost said McDaniel. Um, I almost said McCarthy. Oh, jeez, jeez, Pete. Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. I, I was, I was in my mind. I was thinking about <laughs> Dolphins head coach McDaniel. Yeah. I got myself a little bit confused there. Um, yep. But yeah, we, we didn't write his name down, but I suppose he's somebody that we could consider. Something about that feels different. I, I don't feel like he's in as bad a spot as McCarthy is, and I think maybe perhaps the expectations weren't quite as high. I think Denver thought they were making a real push here. Like a, like, no. a, like a league-winning push. And, of course, adding – I'm going back and forth between two teams, so I'm sorry if this gets confusing. But adding Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders, of course that's a win-now move, but it's not very likely that you see a team go out and get a wide receiver or even a running back um, and say, well, this is the guy. We're going to go win a Super Bowl now. Like, we have everything that we need to do this. That doesn't typically fall on the shoulders of the wide receiver like it does on Russell Wilson, Right. I've moved back to the Broncos now. Typically, when, it go, when a team goes out and says, they've got a decent offensive line, a great defense, some good weapons in Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and K.J. Hamler. Wait a minute. I'm getting myself confused again. The kid we just talked about that went out, K.J. Hamler. No, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Jesus, I got myself all sideways again, switching back and forth between teams. Sorry about that. Um, because of all of that, I do believe that Hackett's in the hotter seat. They thought they were going to win a Super Bowl. They thought they had a chance to do it, and it doesn't look like they do. I don't think they have a chance at all. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Judy, uh, there's talks about him being traded. <laughs> I mean, if they do that, that's that's thrown in the towel. It should I mean, Especially it after Tim, well, Tim Patrick got hurt. So that, that's a big reason. If they still had Tim Patrick healthy, they would still have, you know, yeah. a you know, wide receiver two in a, in a kind of a speedy slot guy. But if you trade your wide receiver two on what's supposed to be a championship roster, that is, that is giving up on the season. So Hackett's about to lose his job. Russell Wilson's probably not. Is that right? I mean, he probably should. It's going to take something like Hackett getting fired or something big to turn this team around. Like they need, it's unfortunate that there, there needs to be a scapegoat. You know, because no one can explain whether you're in the locker room or outside that locker room. No one can explain what's going on. Like, Russell Wilson has always been pretty talented, but we've talked about last week how we think maybe he got carried by his past team a little bit. But no, no one can explain it. So it's going to take something like firing Nathaniel Hackett or benching Russ or something big, uh, you know, while he's healthy to uh, really snap this team into gear and for there to be a reason or an excuse that they're all of a sudden kind of get it clicked. It, the back half of their schedule is brutal. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? Uh, you got Tennessee, Vegas, Baltimore, Kansas City, the Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. Oh, I mean, my God. We're about to go through it. It's oh, going to be rough. Hackett will not survive that <laughs> gauntlet. Hackett's not going to survive the gauntlet. I, okay, who gets fired first, Hackett or Wright? Hackett. Hackett. Wow, that was definitive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, we got a couple of quarterbacks on the list. I'll let you choose which one we'll talk about. Mac Jones and Carson Wentz both made the list. Go ahead. Oh, oh, of losing their job list? Um, 
Yeah, the Mac Jones one's weird, right? Did you say before the podcast that one of his interceptions hit the camera line or something? Yeah, I put a link in the Discord. You can share it if you want to. Just to- it was the interception, like the the blame for taking him out. Yeah. Like he was playing horrible, and then the pick happened, and then he got subbed out. Do mute the audio, but go ahead and show the uh, show the video right there. Oh, of course, you're you're spinning. That's really odd. But, yeah, I don't know. Zappy came in. He made a couple of big plays, but then after he put up 14 points, he was kind of a turd also. So Yeah, he sucked. I don't know. It's I, – I can't believe Bill Belichick's honestly still coaching up there. It's just kind of a – like, they're not a bad team, but it's <laughs> – they're not good either. Like I don't, I don't understand why, why he's still there. Really, it just so feels I, like they're gonna be floating in the middle for like the next decade. Yeah, I, I don't know. My, I don't think. I think Mac Jones will probably keep starting. We'll see what happens. I don't really have a strong feeling there. I, th- I do think Carson Wentz might be done. Uh, Heineke looked good last year. He's looked good in previous years filling in. I don't think he's the future or anything there in in Washington, but. He's a hell of a lot better than their other options. I think I think Washington likes him, like the fans. I think Heineke's probably like a cult favorite there, I'd imagine, just because when he comes in, they do better. And I I think that's what it comes down to. So um if they if they can get a few wins here while Wins is out, I don't I don't see any reason for Wins to come back in. Yeah, I think he's gonna be on his fourth team in four years. Well, I next next year. He may not be on. Well, he probably will be on a team as backup, but sure, he won't be starting. No, I think imagine the people that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he won't. I'm not saying he won't be a starter. I think he still has starter potential in him. Go ahead, Daniel. Though I cut you off. No, I was. I was just gonna say. I, I think teams will have learned not to invest like as as Carson Wentz as a starter. You know, they looked at what the Colts did. They look at what Washington did. They're not gonna make that mistake either. He's definitely a shadow of what his ceiling is. I don't know if that's even a fair. I don't know if I said that eloquently enough, but the ceiling for Carson is still there. the The explosiveness is absolutely. It happens, Corey. You're giving me a face right now. Is it? It's, though? it's over, Tony. It is. It has happened. We've seen it. Listen, Frank. We've, listen, Frank. We have it's seen over. It. No, no. I'm not talking about chopping wood here. Okay, we're not climbing a hill. I'm saying we have seen this season multiple touchdown games out of him where he was precise and he was accurate, but then we see the other games where the shit just completely falls apart. I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him at all. I'm saying that the spark is still there, and I think that's enough for some team out there to say, hey, maybe we've got what it takes. Maybe I've got the offensive guy that can get him right. Maybe we have the offensive line that can protect him better. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm not saying that he's the right guy for the job. I think... Heineke's the right guy for the job. I was shocked when they took Carson Wentz into Washington because, like you guys said, Heineke is a favorite in the locker room. The guy, they loved him. He did great last year. I mean, we were talking about Washington. Was it last year that we were all, like, all over the Washington football team? It was the year before. So we've been... When they almost beat Tampa in the playoffs in Tampa Bay in their Super Bowl year. With Taylor Heineke. With Taylor Heineke. With Taylor Heineke. That's exactly right. I um, 
I, I was very confused by that. I think that entire organization is an absolute shit show. We, I, I, I put down one. We didn't even talk about this, but I think Dan Snyder is going to lose his job. I think that Dan Snyder is going to be the first owner in the NFL who's voted out by the rest of the league. Uh, I see it happening. The writing's on the wall. He's stolen money from them. He brings bad names to the owners. Uh, everything about Dan Snyder is gross, and nobody wants him around. Nobody wants him around. Funny, even after he's, he announced that he has dirt on all the owners, people started coming out. Did you hear what Jerry Jones said? Uh, no, go ahead. He's like, well, it's news to me. Oh. <laughs> like, he's like, bring it on, baby. <laughs> Jerry Jones told somebody not to fuck with him. I don't remember what it was, but did you see that in the closed door meeting? Yeah, Might have yeah, been yeah. Bill. Might have been Bill. Don't fuck with me, Bill. I don't know. But, um, no, I thought Might it was. Might have been Dan Snyder. I, no, it wasn't Dan Snyder. I, I thought um, with Jim Ursay, kind of like let the cat out of the bag there. He kind of said what a lot of us had suspected in that he thinks that there are the votes to get Dan And he did this like unprompted. Like he came out of nowhere and said, yeah, I think we got the votes to get him out. Goodell had to answer a bunch of questions. He had to say, you know, we have to wait for the facts. We have to do the evidence. We have to look at it, everything. But the, basically what... What Ursay is saying is, if these investigations come back to point to, yeah, he's a piece of trash, he stole money from us, he knew about all this sex stuff, and on top of that, what's this newest thing? There's something else. I can't keep track of it all. I, I don't can't know. keep track of it all. If this all comes back and they're like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, boom, you're out. I'm telling you, they're going to vote this guy out, and they're going to have somebody else in there with more money that can get more attention to the league, more positive attention, because they got Sam Walton, Tepper. I mean, they're bringing some money into this boy. And, and they're, they want this to be an international sport. They're going to get it in Germany now. It's in Mexico. It's in Europe. I mean, they're making a push here, and Snyder's holding them back. They're going to kick them well, out. They, they said they're going to – I think Goodell said by 2025 they'll have a division in Europe. Like, he said that. Anybody else catch that? I don't remember that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I don't, I don't see it. I, 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 I didn't I'm see pretty it. sure he said that. Um. But yeah, we were, we were talking about Carson Wentz. That's yeah, let, going back to that, I want to ask you guys a question. Would you rather have had Carson Wentz this year or Matt Ryan? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah. And I, th yeah. I think I say that because of the expectations. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If you would have asked me that sure. in the spring, I would have said Matt Ryan. Now I say Carson Wentz. Sure. Um, because maybe and after week one. After week one, especially, like, he goes out there for over 300. Michael Pittman looks awesome. And, the, you know, they just, you know, barely lose or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, you still would have said Matt Ryan, like, three weeks in, I bet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I felt <laughs> I felt pretty bad pretty quick about this team. Um, I lied to myself for a long time. For a long and time. I don't know. My The problem with Matt Ryan, like, when he has time, he's great. But it's just, he just limits us so much. That's the problem. Carson Wentz gives you a little bit more. He can roll out a little bit. He can run the ball. Matt Ryan just, when when everything collapses around him, he's toast. With guys like Carson Wentz, Sam Ellinger, you're hoping that they can make a little bit more out of bad situations. So, we'll see. We will see. Um, so, we, we think that Wentz is going to get benched. First to injury and then to performance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. We don't have a lot else, guys. We have Mac Jones on the list. We didn't really talk about him because technology broke down. Um, 
I didn't I didn't write down a whole lot more names. So do we have other people? Let's think about it real quick together that we think might lose their job. Here, let's let's do. I want to do a little uh, exercise here. Let's let's talk about teams that might that are going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Tampa. Well, here I'll I'll go down. I'm just going to go through the the divisions real quick and try to point out teams I think will probably be searching. And somebody keep track of how many teams. Okay, I'll uh, tell him. Will the Dolphins be looking for a quarterback after this season? No, I don't. I don't think so. Will the Giants be looking for a quarterback after this season? No. Yes. Okay. They they have not. Ex- uh, so what do you do if you're the Giants? They they did not pick up Daniel Jones's fifth tier option. Do you actually re-sign Daniel Jones? I think you do. Daniel Jones hasn't done anything extraordinary to make him a top of the market quarterback. Right, and that's what they need. That's do what they? teams like. They're not excited about to get sign someone on mediocre for years. Like, I don't know. They're they're not going to be in a position they're, to try to get a quarterback this draft anyway. And that's what I was, st- that's what I was going to so say. So I guess I'll say no. I guess can, I'll say no. Can they still pick up his fifth year option, or is it too late? It's done. If they can't pick it's it up, too late. yeah, they have to re- they have to re-sign him at this point. Okay. All right. So we'll say we said no on the Giants. Yeah. Uh, the Commanders. Um. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, TBD. I don't think so. I think they either take Henneke or Wentz, and we'll maybe, see. maybe a backup, but not a guy. They're not looking for it. All right. The we'll Steelers. See how finish the, season. the Steelers. No, Kenny Pickett's. Yeah, they're going to be Pickett for a while on, on a longer leash here for a little. And he's bit. A, kind of a rookie deal. The Bears. Yes. No, I think Justin Fields has, has looked um, a lot better over the last couple of weeks. Is it just me? I don't think. Speaking about Justin Fields, so I think he played great. That was awesome. Last half of the game, I came upstairs to my home office, and I put it on a different monitor, and I was every time I looked up, it's just the way he looks. Like, this is not fair. But he every looks time, like a frog. Dude, he looked like a sad frog, like one of the <laughs> Like he, he looked like he was ready to cry at any given moment. Like, and I honestly thought, I was like, did he hurt? Like, is he about to break down because of pain? But no, it's just the way he looks, and, and it's not fair. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be that way, but... That motherfucker looks like a sad frog. I think they will have realized that they didn't put enough around him this year, and um, they they won't be blaming it on him. I think that's fair. What about the Lions? Yes. Interesting. I, I think, think Jared, I think Jared Goff's a bridge, and you have to. If you're the Lions and you have a top three pick or something by the end of the year, and you're sitting there with Jared Goff, and you've got a good young core of offensive playmakers, and – you know, you can always revamp that defense, but they spent, you know, a second overall pick on Aiden Hutchinson this year. I think you've got if you, if they're in the position right there, they will take a quarterback for sure. Okay, write them, tally them up. Uh, yeah. Packers. We've been through this before. Imagine, God, Aaron Rodgers. Imagine trading up to draft Jordan Love just to piss off Aaron Rodgers and never use him. Dude, Ever. that's a weird part, right? They still have him, don't they? They still have yeah. him. <laughs> They're not going to fucking play him. They have no intention of playing him. They literally let drafted me, Love to piss off Aaron Rodgers. That was let like me, let me, let me say this. Aaron Rodgers is a shell of himself right now, okay? They're, they're averaging 18 points a game, okay? Which, to put it in perspective, the Chiefs are averaging like 32, okay? But Aaron Rodgers over the past two seasons has thrown 85 touchdowns. Like, the last two years combined, 85 do you know what he's on pace for this year? 12. 
12. I, 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 20, I, picked, a, I picked a low number. 24. 24 touchdowns. You said 12 he, like that was crazy, but the actual number is 24. Yeah, that was double. You thought he was going to have 12 touchdowns No, I didn't year. think that. I just thought statistically he sucked so bad that maybe it looked like he was only going to throw 12. Yeah, All right. but they, they don't have it together. So I really, I'm going to throw that one up. I, I don't think so. All right, we'll leave him off there. Uh, Texans. Yes, I yes. think if they're in the position, they will. And they will. Uh, as Colts. much as I like Davis Mills. Colts. Colts, absolutely guaranteed, 100%. Titans. No, they just drafted Malik. No. I think they're going to wait. No. Falcons. No. See, I think Desmond Ritter is going to get a shot here sooner rather than later, and it's going to kind of going to be one of those Colts things where, like, let's see what we have. And if he looks good and finishes the year strong, they may not. Okay. Panthers. Uh, Yes. Guaranteed. Okay. Saints. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Jameis, I mean, he just—he literally just got benched. Uh, healthy, healthy bench. Buccaneers. Yes, because yep. Tom's gone. He's done after this year. He so cannot we just, get himself anymore. We just said yes to the whole NFC South. That is a terrible division. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> let's see. Rams. No. They extended Stafford, right? Yeah. No, I don't not yet. Not yet. And what about the Seahawks? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I love Gino and everybody there does too, but So how many did you tally up? Seven. That's it. Okay. But you have what, four, you know, really high drafted quarterbacks, maybe a fifth one that sneaks in somewhere. I mean, guys are gonna be maneuvering that draft to try and get their guy for sure going to be an interesting year for the draft well Absolutely. and then and then there's um like you called it a couple of years ago Corey. um you said because there's always these random teams that seem like they have their guy but then went up and got it it was uh when the bears had andy dalton and he wasn't looking terrible you said i could see them maybe making a splash and they came out of nowhere to draft justin fields and everyone was shocked yep. not a shock anymore but there's always going to be one of those teams Yep. Look at the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes. I mean, they were all set with Alex Smith, and then they invested a top 10 pick in a quarterback. So, yeah, and, you know, what I like about, you know, if the Colts, I know we're gonna, I'm going to talk about the Colts again, but if you, can, <laughs> if you can insert a young, you know, raw, talented quarterback into a good team like the Colts, like on paper they have everything else, just kind of like the Chiefs did, like um, – I don't know the Eagles, uh, these other teams who have, a, or the Bills. How about how about the Bills? If you can insert a young guy into a good team, I think a lot of times that's way more successful than, for example, like the Lions. Like I like them drafting a quarterback this year or next year more than I did last year because they were so bad. But now we're seeing glimpses of a good team. They stayed. They stood pat with Golf. I think now they're entering their window to draft a quarterback. So, yeah. It last? opens up your Super Bowl window because when you pay your quarterback, that's when the rest of the team suffers. Yeah. I just remember last year's draft, there were like no teams that really needed quarterbacks. It was like three or four teams, I feel like. And now now the list is just way longer. You know, what? Yeah, the, we're going to go back to the Colts again uh, because Corey said something. Jesus. No, I think it's worth talking about because <laughs> it was something that everybody talked about. And, and Corey joked, but I think it's time for We're going to have a fucking Colts segment because we can't help ourselves. Anyway, we just did. Um, <laughs> Corey had brought up something just now about 
everything being there except for a game-changing quarterback. And all offseason, all we heard about was how badly the Colts needed to add wide receivers. We got them. We already have them. Uh, and, and I say we again. Well, that's because everyone expected Paris Campbell to be down for the year again. Well, And then we're relying on a rookie as a wide receiver, too, who's well, looked a lot better than he should at, at this point. The rookie is a wide receiver, too. And Paris Campbell operated as a wide receiver one last week. Uh, he's healthy. He's not scared. They do have three good receivers. I wouldn't say they're the, the greatest in the league, uh, but they're good enough to win games. They don't. If freaking Michael Pittman, dude, he's an all-star. They don't. Yeah. The fact that Paris Campbell was their number one, and then their number two was Alec Pierce last week, is even more embarrassing and more indicative that Matt Ryan should have been benched. And then you got the yeah. tight ends. On top of all that, Granson showed up. Woods and Ollie Cox. You got six guys, and then Taylor and then Hines are all viable. And even the third string running back. That's nine guys, oh, nine weapons you have. Oh, you're getting There's excited. A, Nine well, weapons and what's supposed to be a good offensive line. I think it's all going to come down to the scheme. Yeah, and what, that's that's been the biggest surprise of the Colts right there. I want to see what the O line does with Sam Ellinger because it's going to change what defenses do. But if that O line can start coming back together, I mean, you literally have everything. You have nine weapons. Let's say a decent O line. Just plug and play a quarterback. Just a young he's, guy. He's going to make, make it easy plays. on him. He's going to make it easier on him. Wow, I'm excited. I'm hot. I'm sweating right now. You guys got me worked up. You're you're wearing a sweatshirt inside, dude. I, this Colts game this Sunday, I'm more excited for than so much like every other game this season. I I'm just excited to see what Sam Ellinger looks like. I think there's a chance he could pop. I I really do. He's because got I'll the- tell you this: anyone outside the Indy area or Washington area is not going to watch this game. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, Actually, it's a 4 o'clock game, so a bunch of people are going to have no choice. Oh, my God, a 4 o'clock? Yeah, if they want to watch football. What are they doing? It oh might, no. be, might be the only option. Yeah, They should have made this Sunday night football. Yeah. Well, and then you got the Ursay versus Dan Snyder thing going on, oh, too. I mean, this is a heavyweight that's matchup. That's a rivalry boys. right there. <laughs> and you it. thought this was going to be Ryan versus Wentz. It's not that anymore. I mean, there's just so Whoa. much dynamic to this game, boys. Battle of the backups, son. Yeah. Battle of the backups. Battle of the starters is what it is. I guess so. (laughs) The improbable starters. (laughs) Wow. Well, so we've decided that seven teams are going to need to play. Going back to the Colts. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Daniel. No, I'm kidding. No, go ahead. We have none. There's nothing that we could possibly say about the Colts that we haven't. You don't think there's anything else we could say? No, not not a challenge. Let's keep going. I, I've got a challenge. Hey, I saw uh, no, 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 Daniel. I saw a tweet. Melissa sent me this tweet, <clears throat> and at first I, I laughed at her. I said, I my exact response was to her was like, "There's no fucking way. They're not trading Darius Leonard. There's no fucking way." Um, and then she sent it back to me again and circled the fact that Darius Leonard liked a tweet from someone suggesting that the best thing the Colts could do is trade him. Darius, yes, Leonard, Darius Leonard's been liking everybody's criticism of him and the Colts on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember where I saw that, but somebody had a screenshot video of all of his likes, and in the last, like, 24 hours, he's been liking any criticism of the Colts and Darius Leonard. So you say so that's it, news. Not, that's noise, not news. 
Right. So he he liked that because they're suggesting that he needs traded. So he's 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 getting some receipts for when he shows up and balls out the rest of the season. When's that going to be? Uh, this weekend. He's back. I think so. I don't know. I guess he may not, but they need him. I, I guess he wanted to play last week and they didn't let him. So uh, I think I, he'll be out there this week. I heard he was cleared to play last week, and it was a coach's decision. Don't know if that's true. Don't know if not, but. They decided. Really? Yeah, they decided to need another week. Coach's decision. I don't know if that's true or not. For a nose? Well, it was a concussion and a nose. That was a nice burp. Concussion. Thanks. There was a concussion as well? Well, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Both at the, on the same play. Yeah. Huh. It was a brutal hit. It happened right in front of us. It was a bad hit. And just to play devil, devil's advocate here, I mean, Zaire Franklin's balled out since Leonard's been gone. If you trade Leonard, I don't think it hurts the team that bad. You know, statistically wise, I think you lose out on some turnovers just because he is that guy. But, you know, I don't know how much of that's luck. You know, I know he's really good at punching the ball out and stuff like that. We'll see when he returns. But if you trade him, I don't think you lose a whole lot. But at the same time, you're trading him on the, you know, you're selling him low right now if you trade him opposed to, you know, trading him, selling him high. So anyway, but. Daniel, back to the Colts. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I said, here we go. I said it sarcastically, and then we talk about him for another 10 minutes. Try it again. <laughs> Do it again if you want. I'm ready. I love nope. Sam Ellinger. I love nope. him. All right. I, yep. I love Sam. You guys ready for best bets? Yeah, I'm ready for best bets. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week where me and Daniel square off every week for the whole season. I take four spreads. Daniel takes four over-unders, and we keep track of the record. And at the end of the year, somebody takes shots and somebody doesn't. What is uh, Where are we at in the standings right now, Daniel? I feel Ooh. like we've both been kind of hot. We both have been. Um, it, is, it couldn't be closer right now. You had, you had a push one week. Otherwise, we would be tied. Um, so I am 16 and 12. I had a pretty good last week. And Corey, you are 16, 11 and one. Mm. So we're starting to heat up. We're starting to heat up. Um, you know, the last few weeks I'm nine and three, I think. Yeah. What do you, do you know what yeah. you are the last three. two or three weeks? I am eight and four. So we're, we're pretty hot right now. Um, obviously, whenever we make these suggestions, it's up to you whether or not to place the bets. But <clears throat> based off recent trends, now's a good time to do so. Um, I'll just start off first with my first bet of the week. Um, here lately, I think I kind of changed my strategy. So, you know, there's a long time there. I was kind of looking for teams that I thought were better and getting points and all that stuff. Here recently, I've been kind of looking at lines and – when I think a line looks weird and I think, Hey, you know, I think the general public, cause everybody can get on their phone now and sports gamble, right? You know, they, they see the Packers where, where are the Packers at this week? Packers are getting 10 and a half against the bills. And, you know, you know, casual sports fans would be like, Holy shit. Aaron Rodgers is getting 10 points this week. Give me the Packers. Um, <laughs> where you know there's a reason that they're that's the spread so you know i kind of i try to find stuff like that vegas is in, in it to make money and as of right now the way i've been picking my games has been working and if it ain't broke don't fix it my first game of the week i've got the lions plus three and a half at home versus the dolphins um two is back i think a lot of people are you know are pretty excited about the dolphins you know they're getting their team back and 
right now the Lions are like one and five. Like they're they're a stinker right now in the NFL. So why you know my question is why isn't this line bigger? And I think it's because Vegas is seeing an upset here. Um, so I'm going to take the line. I'm going to take the three and a half, even though that that seems short and it seems unreasonable. But I think there's a reason it's that close. Give me the Lions plus three and a half at home versus the Dolphins. I also have that game in my in my picks. Uh, the over under is 51 and a half. Tua is back. Um, he looked a little rusty, but he is back. He's spreading the ball around like he should, getting all of his weapons involved. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown is back. He cleared concussion protocol, but was held out an additional week because of the new protocols. Um, DeAndre Swift should hopefully be back. Uh, TJ Hawkinson back. So uh, that just spells over to me. Um, Detroit's defense is not very good at all, but they are also good enough on offense to compete in games. Um, so I think Tua is going to have a heyday with with this team i mean you can you can pass against him rush against him i think raheem mostert you know fire him up to to uh tyreek jalen waddle and then detroit's good enough to to you know exploit some of miami's defense there so i'm taking the over on 51 and a half on that game uh my second game of the week it's arizona at the vikings uh vikings are five and one right now they look like you know the hottest shit on the block Cardinals are three and four. They've kind of struggled. Offense hasn't looked great. Uh, Arizona's getting the three and a half, and I'm going to take it. Uh, If you go and look at the Vikings, they haven't really played anybody. Um, They did beat the Packers in week one, but, you know, since then, the Packers haven't looked like a good team. Uh, They lost to Philly. They beat Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, and then Miami um, last week without Tua. So, I haven't played a lot of good teams and Arizona seems to play well on the road. I think the common better is probably going to be taking Minnesota and the points just because that spread is so close and because of their record. But I think on paper, it's a little bit closer than it seems. Give me Arizona plus three and a half at the Vikings. Yeah. Arizona looked like a whole new team last week with, uh, with Deandre Hopkins back too. Yep. Um, the giants are going to Seattle. Um, we talked about the Giants not being very uh, prolific. And um, on the Seattle side, you know, DK Metcalf, he did suffer an injury last week to his knee. I think it was a patellar tendon. Um, so I I think it cl- we're, we're getting Pete Carroll on that. Um, I think it's a classic, you know, always questionable. He's questionable, but he's expecting him to be out for a couple weeks. That's just how I feel if you see the injury. So I think DK Metcalf is going to be missing from this one. Um, even though it's Seattle, I, you know, the only player I really like is Barkley in this game. So, um, yeah, because you happens, won't say that Tyler Lockett's worth a shit. That's the reason. Just say it. Just say not. it. He's not. Um, <laughs> I've just never really been a Tyler Lockett fan. He's been tearing it up this year, but that's cause he tears it up. It's freaking. You won't, uh, you won't get through to me, Tony, and I won't get through to you. Tyler Lockett sucks. Um, so 44 and a half <laughs> is the over under. I am going to take the under in this game because of DK Metcalf being out and, uh, both offenses not being all the way, you know, firepower and, and decent defense on the Giants side. Uh, my third game of the week, Titans at the Texans. Titans are four and two Texans, one, four and one in division game. The Texans are getting two and a half. 
Again here, I'm just going to roll with, you know, what's been working the last few weeks. I'm going to take the Texans plus two and a half. Um, and on top of just feeling like, you know, the Titans seem like a no-brainer spread to take, um, I feel like this is a game the Texans win, right? Like, this division's so weird. You know, the Colts lose to the Titans, and then they're going to go to Houston, and they're going to lose. I, I just feel like that's how it's going to go. Um, and the Texans, are, you know... The record stinks, but they do play teams tough, and I don't know. It just it feels like it's going to happen. I feel like Derrick Henry doesn't have a good day, um, and yeah, this again, the spread just seems close. I'm taking the Texans plus two and a half. Nice. Um, we have a London game this week, Denver and Jacksonville. Uh, we kind of talked about both those teams earlier. Um, neither one looks very uh, prolific. And Denver just, I don't know, they, they need to get it together. Jacksonville, uh, they have the better of the two offenses, which is crazy just thinking about that. Um, but going against Denver's defense, which is better, the over-under is 40. I'm going to take the under. Um, I think both teams traveling is a variable, too, all the way over there. I know the Jags are used to it, but um, I just I don't, I don't like anything about this game. Um, I think it's just going to be a low-scoring, grinder, boring old game. So I'm taking the under, 40 points. And I'm so torn on my fourth game. I was going to take – I've made my decision. I was going to take Seattle minus three at home versus the Giants. But mm. I took that same bet last week, and the Giants burned me last week. And just for that reason, you know, I, I feel like this Giants team is surprising us every week. Three? I'm not going to take the Giants plus three. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it enough. I like that. I don't like it enough. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it makes sense, but it's just weird, man. Um, yeah, I got to pass on that one. And instead of doing that, I'm going to take the Colts minus three this weekend against uh, the Commanders. Uh, I uh, I hate Why betting. do you like the Colts? Why do I like them? Because yeah. the Commanders just beat the Packers. Uh, the commanders are the better team, right? They just beat just the Packers. I'm, I'm trying to get you to talk about the Colts more. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just Colts minus three at home commanders. I, I, I do feel like the Colts defense might have their day here against the, against the commanders. I don't know why. Um, I just, I, I can just kind of feel it coming on. I don't see Heineke coming into Lucas oil and having a big day. Um, that, that just seems like a hard thing to happen. Um, and I think the Colts offense is going to be a little more dynamic. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think the Colts break 30 this weekend, but I can see them putting up 24 and only allowing the commanders to put up 17 to 20, 24, 20, I think is a good score this weekend. Um, I I like the, I like the Colts minus three. That's the, yeah. It's worth noting because, excuse me. This week, as you guys go through your bets, I'm carrying on my promise. I haven't been doing this the last two weeks, Corey. I wanted both of you here for me to make this mega bet or this parlay um, because I want both of you to influence kind of my decisions as I do this. Uh, It's worth noting that on DraftKings right now, now this is a Thursday show, but it's recorded on a Wednesday night. It's 1030 Eastern uh, PM. Uh, On DraftKings, the line's two and a half. The commanders are getting two and a half points. That's the only spread of the entire slate that gets plus odds. The, the commanders are plus 100 at plus two and a half. 
Everybody else is minus 100. It's weird, right? Yeah. So It's weird. So Vegas, if you, you talk about how you've been There's your indicator. Vegas the traps. money bait trap. Yeah. Vegas wants you to bet the commanders right now. Vegas You're wants You're getting you points and better odds. Yep. And that's at two and a half. And on uh, FanDuel, where they go, commanders are plus three, and it's minus 115. And the Colts at minus three are 105. So, I don't know. Yeah, weird there. You're the last one. Um, Go ahead. My last game, Green Bay is going into Buffalo. We had talked about how Green Bay does not look like themselves. Um, they are, yeah, they're averaging 18 points a game. I don't see Green Bay fixing that this week. Um, not against Buffalo in Buffalo. Their defense is just too good. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has got a slew of, you know, Romeo, Romeo Dubs, uh, Romeo Dobbs and um, Alan Lazard was pulled and not played the rest of the game. Something weird there. They don't have Christian Watson still. And basically it's just the Aaron Jones show. Um, so I think the bills are going to catch on to that, shut down the Packers. And then the bills are going to put up enough points to just kind of coast. But the green Bay Packers defense is actually better than people think. Um, I'll give the, I'll give the Packers defense some credit there. So it's actually two decent defenses going up against one decent offense. So when I say decent, I mean, amazing, but, uh, the over under is 47 and a half. And for some reason that just seemed too high to me. I don't, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Packers can score enough points to compete in this one. And, um, I think the Packers defense is just good enough to keep, um, you know, Josh Allen out of that, out of that 40, uh, point park there, um, which is kind of hard to do, but I, I just, I'm not feeling 47 and a half. I'm taking the under this week. Wow. Well, there you have it. So I've got three of these bets that I like a lot. I like the over on the dolphins lions game. Yep. Love that one. I like the Cardinals getting three and a half. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I like the Colts minus two and a half. Oh, you're getting dangerous there. I like all three of those. <laughs> I'm I think st- you have the Colts in the last one, too. I'm struggling with my fourth one. I don't know if I'm going to do a fourth. I might do a three-leg parlay here. What are the rules? Do I have to do four? I think you did three the first time. I think you should pick two of each. Well, that, and that was my goal. My goal was to pick two of each. But honestly, Daniel, I feel like you left some meat on the bone here with the San Francisco Niners and the L.A. Rams. The lines, the over-under is at 43. I feel like that's an easy over. Uh, you didn't say that though, so I don't know that two, I can two them. great defenses. I, that game scares me. I I have no clue what's going to happen. They always seem to score points against each other, but I always don't know how. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping you would pick pick that game, and you didn't. So, well, if that's what your gut's telling you. Go. For, I mean, two two cre- it was supposed to be you know creative offenses. They both definitely have the ability um, to to put up you know thirty points apiece. And that's what I was going to say. They, can can San Francisco put up thirty points? Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey. He's got just, a week yeah, in the playbook. I mean, yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I and Debo could. healthy, uh, Kittle healthy, Ayuk showing out. I mean, that leaves the Rams with thirteen points Jesus. that they're responsible for. I think they can get two touchdowns. Which, my God, if they can't get thirteen points, they just just call it quits. So, are you going to bet this? Are you ch- changing one of your bets then? <laughs> Staring at me. No. The no. Rams have failed to get 13 points three times this year. Wow. I don't like it enough. I, if I honestly, I was, if I was going to pick that game, it was going to be the under. Wow. Just because all, all their matchups have probably hit the over more than the under. And for, for whatever reason, I just wasn't feeling it. I, I, I love the game. I can't wait to watch it. I hope the over happens. Trust me. 
Their last matchup in week four scored 33 points. All right. I'm doing two teams. I've decided. it's I'm three teams. I'm sorry. I'm doing a three-team parlay. I'm not confident enough to do the right. fourth one. My odds okay. are plus 598, and I've given you my three. So I'll take it. I'm placing the bet right now. $50 will pay okay. me 349 bucks. What, what are what are the bets? The bet was over 51 and a half. Miami, Detroit. Miami the Cardinals Detroit. getting points and the Colts. Cardinals getting points and the Colts minus two and a half. All right. There you have it. Anything else? No, sir. Good week, everybody. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.